to another Living in the Past. This is the, the podcast where we go through a month of the 90s every single week. Uh, we are in our 1995 season. This is April. This is not a great month, but we're going to get oh, through it. This is a... Uh, yeah, okay. No, it's not a great month. It's, it's a month though. There's things I that happen. Could, I thought we could swap over because usually you're the one. This is Ben, by the way, the, my co-host. Hello. Um, you, you're usually the one that sort of um, poo-poo's. Now I'm, I'm poo-pooing. So... Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not used to you poo-pooing, so I kind of was like, no, oh, wait, yeah. And, like, having done some of the fact sheets for some of the... I just did the one from October. I'm going to be a yeah. double episode, that one. Um, Uh-oh. So, <laughs> uh, but before we get into all top talk of 90s things, uh, let's go on to Living in the Now. Right, so if this is the first episode you've ever uh, you've listened to, like I'm starting in in April 1995, this is the part of the show at the start where we we get out all of our current day shit, so we can talk about 90s for the rest of the time. So, like, what we've been watching, what we've been listening to, uh, what have you been up to? I can't remember. I already mentioned this that we just watched Midnight Club. I don't oh, think was it good? It. Yes, I've heard. I've heard not great things. It's I fell asleep through a lot of um, the Midnight Mass. Yeah, you may. Some people may recall from last season where Laura, I wake up to Laura's blubbering mess <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the shows are quite emotionally devastating. Um, and this one was no different. And um, I didn't see it coming. Um, and I didn't talk to her for the rest of the night after we finished it. Is it spooky? Uh, not as spooky as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Um, I'm doing my best not to give anything away because it's hard not to. Um, There's, like, from the synopsis of it and watching it, there's a few paths that it could go. Okay. And the path that it took, I maybe should have expected more, (laughs) and I did not. Well, I might be going to go. I still haven't done uh, Hill House and Bly Manor, so um, I should probably get onto them. We started watching Hill House, and I think I mentioned on here, the um, youngest child bears a striking resemblance to my own child and I couldn't oh, I couldn't yeah. have that. So <laughs> also, also Elliot is just the worst. No, he's not. Okay. The worst. No, he's, he's not, not in, he's not too bad in this one. He's only in a, at one episode, which is nice. I like to move not nice. Um I finally saw Nope um by Jordan oh, Peele. And I, I forgot that it. movie existed. It's been such a long time. I loved it. Um but I am also, like I said, for Halloween, I'm a very, very easy sell. Um, I love watching Jordan Peele movies just because um, it feels like there's just so much happening in every frame. Like, he does a lot of wide shots. There's a lot of stuff happening in the background. Um, we watched it during the in the middle of the day. Um, and Did that ruin it? Well, the bits at night, because we got, we got a bit of a reflection thing happening in the back lounge room at the moment where we, where yeah. we have to sort out. Um, maybe just buying a new TV that doesn't have, like, you know, it wasn't from 2008. Um, 
so we're we're um there's a couple of times where like i'm gonna watch it again because i'm not, i'm sure we missed a few things like um in the in the first part of the film but yeah um obviously like you know i wouldn't say it's like better than us um or get out but it's definitely in there and like it definitely had like there's there's like feel that had the feels of us especially when they do some flashbacks to the 90s and stuff like that um a little bit annoyed i don't i think i maybe took too much room from the trailer and there was all this hype about everything you think you know whatever you assume like it's not that and then i watched it i'm like that's exactly what i was expecting (laughs) yeah like but but the way that it sort of I mean, I, I kind of wish, and probably like because of maybe because of COVID, I remember, I remember he was like filming this during the pandemic, um, that it didn't like what happens isn't isn't more widespread. You know, like, like with us, like it's you can see like once it's sort of we get out of the house and stuff like that, you can see that like what's happening is widespread throughout America and throughout the state sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's very localized, which is also good. It's just that I think this this would have been amazing to see like on a large scale. Um, but maybe all that would have also lost its like its specialty too. So I don't know. Um, but I'd say definitely, especially if you like the, the other two movies, definitely see it. Um, we also watched The Lost City with um, Chris, uh, Sandy Bullock and um, oh. uh, what's his name? Uh, Dwayne? No, uh, the guy from Magic Mike. Uh, oh, Channing. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Ta- goofball. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Lovable goofball. Um, yeah, look, I mean, we were both, you know, <laughs> we were both in the mood for a rom-com and we tried, we, we tried to start watching some of the, like, we're, we're a bit of suckers for the, um, the, uh, the Christmas movies on Netflix and Stan, but it's too early for that. Like, we're, we're, it's, that's more of a December thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, so we, we, we found this and it was, it was, it was cheap to rent. So I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, look, it's fine. <laughs> Um, one thing I did watch recently too was Sliver because of um, watching um, I was listening to with Gawley and Russ they're going through the um, like the nineties thrillers and all that stuff and we did, I didn't ever watch that for our ninety three season so I finally watched it and um, it's not great um, it's, it's the one that's kind of like um, Basic Instinct two we got Sharon Stone um, William Baldwin's very hard to watch in anything now he's quickly become my my least favorite actor. Um, oh. I mean, yeah. not that quick. I'm sure it's taken the regular amount of time. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, uh, so yeah, we've been watching them. Um, and... I really want to watch. I um, saw. I thought it was a meme that I saw, and I'm very intrigued to watch it now that I know it's real. It's called the Velocipasta. <laughs> not as in spaghetti. Like Velocipasta, like a, 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 um... a church pasta. That's awesome. Velocipasta. Do you want to know what it's about? Yeah, I'm just looking up on on IMDb now. I mean, yeah. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. (laughs) At first horrified by this new power, a, I'll change this, sex worker convinces him (laughs) to use it to fight crime and ninjas. That sounds like something that I would... Do you know what the tagline is on the poster? Can you see What's it yet? No. A man of the claw. <laughs> I do like a bun. Um, apparently there's a second one coming out too. Oh, um, right. so, I mean, the artwork for it's incredible. It's great, yeah. It's, but it's like those uh, um, those video games we talk about on our um, 
95 video games episodes like the, the box looks cool but it's nothing like what you can actually get when you play the yeah. game <laughs> um so let's go out of the uh of the now and let's go into the 90s let's do the events Okay, so we've got. Uh, I'm not going to take your sports news, so I'll, I'll move past that. Thank <laughs> you. Um, let's start off a little bit uh, easy breezy. The longest sausage ever at that point was uh, made in Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, it was 46 kilometers long. Christ. Now I don't know what what was more horrifying: the fact that like. Because uh, I know they didn't, they didn't like literally put it on the road <laughs> and, and then drive. Like they, they it's, even it's if it's little... in a circle, though, that's a huge yeah, like, yeah. spindle or sausage. But can you imagine, like, how many how many pigs died uh, for that stupid fucking record? Um, but the people of Kitchener were very proud. Not even half of it would have got eaten. I can guarantee. Oh, you don't know us in Kitchener. Eh? We like our sausage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh drew barrymore um flashed david letterman on his birthday episode of the thing i know that's like not really that newsworthy but i remember this being replayed ad nauseum all throughout the 90s like um and i, I did some reading into it do you have you ever seen this um footage I she jumps up on so. the, jumps up on the yeah. desk and flashes him um because like they, they had heard that she had done like a uh like a burlesque strip show to a comedian like um set in New York like a couple of days beforehand. So they asked her about that and she sort of um went into that mode. But apparently I was I was reading a couple of articles um about it and that actually actually masked marked the change in her sort of wild days, apparently. Like she said that apparently sparked her to like she she stopped accepting roles that had nudity in them. Um, she stopped uh, like partying as much, and that was like her sort of her road to recovery sort of started then. So, yeah, it's kind of um, interesting when you look sort of peel back the surface of something. It's actually ah, oh, like there's actually more to I guess it. That's and, good. Yeah, let's. Uh, so Victoria, let's go back like... to the sausage. Okay. Um, because I just looked up, and it is disgusting. It does look very pretty bad. Yeah. Um, it's also there. now the record is held in Romania for sixty-two kilometers. Um, and they haven't even got it in a circle. Like it's just zigzagged around this giant yeah, room yeah. and doubled up on itself. <laughs> like I feel like that shouldn't count. Um, so Victoria, this is the this is the month where and look, I could give a shit, but this is when Victoria the Grand Prix that was in Adelaide for so many years uh went to Victoria and there was like bit of rivalry about it. There was there's been so much sort of said over the years and people just getting upset. Like I for one you know, apart from you know, obviously, tourist dollars, economy, economy, jobs, and lot of stuff. That's that's all important. But like, I could, they they can have a fast car race. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Yeah, but what about if it means Kiss isn't going to play in Adelaide anymore, Paul? <laughs> that's the only reason they would. Yep. Kiss and um, Matchbox Twenty. Um, so, but I will say, like, uh, like I was reading a couple of articles. Was one in the, in the ABC, and um, and I will say that I think we got the golden age of F1 while I was here. Like we had Senna and like Proust and like all and Mansell and stuff like that. They, they all retired basically when it moved to Melbourne. So, yeah. and I don't know who's doing what now, like, but um, 
I think that we we should hold on to the fact that we have like probably the golden years of F1 and then they can have it for like, you know, whatever. Um, but basically what happened was um, is it's a really expensive thing to put on. Um, both the parties here in um, Adelaide, uh, Liberal and Labor, did not commit to renewing it. And it basically just ran out of time. And Victoria's like, Victoria uh, apparently did do like a backhanded deal with uh, one of the major sponsors that said like, look, if Adelaide drops the ball, we won it. And they're like, yep. And that was what happened. Like, so we, we literally. I, I don't think Adelaide was really set up for it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw this thing come up on the news a couple weeks ago about when the Hilton was built. Yeah. And I think it was in the late eighties. Um, <laughs> and it was such a huge deal. Like Adelaide's finally got a big fancy hotel. Who's staying in it? Who knows? No one. Um, <laughs> but like, they just weren't set up for like mass events in that time i don't think yeah like you look at the clips or now and it goes pretty well like it, it goes nuts and i think adelaide's you know got a lot more going on but at the time i don't think they really deserved it um Sorry. and look like um apparently uh the track was a favorite of um drivers like around the world too so like look you know um like what you like. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum, but like, yeah, we, we've got, I think we've got another car race here now too, which is um, you know, just as big. Uh, I think, you know, environmentally speaking, <laughs> I could care if like we don't have exhaust fumes uh, choking our city, but you know, whatever. Uh, Victoria's got to get over it. Um, let's go on to uh, probably the biggest uh, news of the month, which is the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, now I remember this happening um, on the news. It was quite a big thing. Um, it's it really. I mean, I was, look, I was I was watching a documentary about it. Um, you can watch it on Tubi, um, and it's it's the it, it was a, it was, it was uh, Timothy McVeigh, uh, a, a domestic terrorist, um, and he was quite uh inspired by the ruby bridge shootout that we talked about a couple of years ago and also by waco and this is yeah she happened on the um two-year anniversary of waco happening um that he drove a truck into um a building in oklahoma city and killed 168 people including 19 children because there was a daycare center in there um and injured 650 more um and Oof. just the, just the biggest um uh domestic terrorism event that's that's ever happened in the US. And um, a lot of people just like, the thing that scares me now is like, when, when you look at his background, like he was like an ex, ex-serviceman, really pissed off at the government. I'm like, there's probably like way more per capita Timothy, Timothy McVeigh's in America right now <laughs> than there ever was back then. And it's just, you just wonder, like, I mean, I suppose like instead of bombings now, it's, it's um, mass shootings, but yeah, it's it, like, it's a, tinderbox over there sometimes and some of these people are just, are just going to do what they feel is right and it's and you know the common ground between things like this and the mass shootings is you don't get a wider name or a wider person doing it oh yeah still the most trusted uh you know category of people apparently in the world yeah somehow. and a couple of the survivors were even saying like they they said the worst one of them said the worst thing about it was it was done by american like they all wanted it to have been done by a non-American and a non-white person, and apparently she's like, she's like, oh, when that happened, like when I found out it was an American too, like that was just like horrible. I'm like, okay, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> um, and then yeah. people get confused when 
women or minorities or people of color are scared of white men. Mm. Like, well, yeah, they've, for the most there's, part, done the worst things around. There's, there's precedent. Um, he's also not the smartest person in the world because uh, he, so he parked the van, um, exploded, then he got into his car, which did not have license plates on it, and drove, and then was picked up an hour afterwards for not having license plates and then also a concealed weapon. And then when they brought him in, they're like, huh, we're pretty sure that you have something to do with this bombing. He's like, yep. And that's, this is one of the first times where, when he was in the interrogation room, he gave his number. uh, Well, no, he gave his name and his serial number and his rank. And I don't know whether you've seen like some of the, like the cop shows when they, they get these white um, power domestic terrorists. They, they all have this like, weird shit of like oh no i'm not gonna give you any information i'll just give you my rank my name and my whatever and it's like you guys are fucking you're, just play, you're playing soldiers you're just kids playing soldiers and you're a fucking which idiot. doesn't make any sense like if, if you're so set on like i'm a soldier how is this your go-to act that doesn't make any sense yeah like and like and they, ne- they never like they said like a it was um right wing extremist but there was no particular group um that i Found if I, I and look, I don't really want to be googling right wing groups. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. I'm like, you know, just the fact that like there were white and and extremists, like you know, they that they, they, they can take it. I don't, I don't want anyone getting free press. Uh, so let's round it out with a very, very nice, probably like the opposite of, of that, where we had the first, I think, no, every two years, the Rock for the Rainforest gig. Uh, which had uh, Elton John, Billy Joel, and James Taylor, which sounds like a good time. <laughs> is it the dad forest or is it the rainforest? <laughs> hey, man. Um, also joining him was uh, John Bon Jovi. You got some Paul Simon in there. Bruce, Bruce was there. Wow, that is all out dad fest. Yeah, exactly. There was um, There was so many polo shirts. Um, and, ca- and khakis. Um, Sting was not there. Wow. Sting was no. at the next one. <laughs> oh, that's all right then. Yes, but uh, Elton John seems to be—he was at like um, quite a few of these. So yeah, um, really funds huh? raised for this one. Actually, they didn't—they don't say how many funds were raised. But um, in the past, they had raised over a million dollars, and now the rainforests are fine. Let's go on to sport. <laughs> It's been a marvelous game here. Back of the net. Championship curling on CBC. Sport is also fine. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to... St- yeah, tell, oh, me, you tell, want... me, tell, me, tell me about the thing that I was going to talk about. Okay. Um, Paul wanted to steal some sports news because <clears throat> he, he's slowly trying to steal all my bits. Um, You've stole my bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blackburn Rovers striker, Mr. Mm. Chris Sutton, scores the fastest goal in English Premier League history. Yes. 12.94 seconds I in remember, a 2-1 win at Everton. I remember watching this on the uh, the old match of the day on Channel 2 or SBS. And um, just like, <laughs> probably John Watson, I'm thinking. <laughs> so, 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 so. Oh, yeah, had to be. <laughs> but yeah, Do you want to uh, know big, big goal. where that sits now in the uh, fastest goals? Yes. Not in the top five. Oh, yeah. I remember there one was one uh, in back in the old 
before the A League, whatever it is. Um, I sort of I remember seeing on the news and like they yeah, they basically from the from the kick out the guy noticed that the the goalie was at the edge of his box and just booted it from midway and it was like six seconds or something like that it was ridiculous. Why don't they just do that all the time? It'd be so much yeah. more exciting. Have you ever got one in in FIFA doing that? I don't. I love that you said FIFA. <laughs> it's obviously not happening in real life. Oh, yeah, you play soccer in real life. Uh, has it ever happened in FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in, like, current FIFA. I reckon maybe, like, World Cup yeah. 98, it might have got it done. It's a lot easier to do it in NBA Live to get the old um, the three-pointer from halfway. Yeah. Um, or NBA Jam when you're on fire. Um, sticking, <laughs> sticking with the, the English sport round ball the bigger ball sport so April Premier League is ramping up it's getting quite intense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Leeds uh, four wins and two draws mm-hmm. one of those wins was over Liverpool drew with Man United they're uh, fighting with Liverpool for fourth spot at the moment it's all very tense mm-hmm. uh, Leeds drew with Blackburn who were tussling at the top of the ladder with Man United, who are now obviously without Eric Cantona. Um, yes. I also just want to mention that Man City lost two games because they suck. Um, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll conclude the Premier League next next month. Yeah, it's all all quite tense though. Goes down to the last day. The South Africa Open <laughs> tennis. I hope that's not racist. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> a white South African. It doesn't count. <laughs> Um, I don't know any of these players, so I guess all the big ones did not want to go. Martin <laughs> Sinner defeated Guillaume Royal. I'm just we having have... a stab at how his name is pronounced. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have our own tennis players over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, German and French. Oh, well. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Different shades of white. <laughs> Pretty much. Um... Speaking of funny things, I only mention this because it's called The Tour of Flanders. I do have. When I saw it, my brain just automatically changed it and thought it was Tour de France because I saw a tour and an F word. <laughs> but it's The Tour of Flanders, which is also, lo and behold, cycling. Oh. Um, uh, it was one tight, the, the tight jerseys they wear would feel like they're nothing, wearing nothing at all. Nothing yeah, at all. Would. Nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> The seat doesn't feel like they're wearing nothing there. Mm. Uh, so let's just get even faster now and go to the Argentinian Grand Prix. Before Colombia steals it. <laughs> yes. Um, a bit of a callback there. Uh, I only like to mention it because David Coulthard had pole position, although he did not finish on the podium. But he had pole position. That's okay. something. You go, uh... Scotsman. Oh, there you go. Okay, I was wondering what what the significance was, but yeah, cool. Oh, I was I was a big fan of Coulthard because he had a giant face and he was Scottish. Coulthard or Coulthard? Mm. Coulthard. Coulthard. Yeah. Coulthard. Coulthard. It's, it's definitely not French. <laughs> um, this always infuriated me when we lived in England. If Coulthard was doing well, mm. Coulthard, Coulthard, um, <laughs> he would be British. And whenever he did shit, they would call him Scottish. <laughs> it's like English. Oh, he's ours now. Oh, no, wait. Have him back. He's the crowded Crushed house out. of English racing. 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, they lived here, so they're basically Australian. It's all one aisle. Mm. Eh. Britain, obviously, not New Zealand. Oh, we not we are uh, we. Uh, well, I've got a movie coming up that will uh, contend that. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, just a few more quickly. Yeah. Uh, there was WrestleMania news. I didn't look into what it was. Andy, check <laughs> it out if you want to know. Uh, Joe Montana retires. Legendary uh-huh. quarterback. Yep. Um, not to be confused with Joe Montana. Um, <laughs> the monies. <laughs> And Mr. Daryl Strawberry is ordered to pay $350,000 in taxes. Wait, let me, give it a, let me give, it a little, give, give it a little break so I can put in our new theme music. Daryl! Daryl! All right, now say it again. <laughs> Mr. Daryl Strawberry is ordered to pay $350,000 in taxes due to his avoision. Avoision. I say evasion. Or is it evasion? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say evasion. I say abortion. <laughs> um, and I think that is the sports of April 1995. Nice. I like the fact that every time, because like we get our um, a lot of our facts from the same, uh, a couple of the same places, and every photo of Daryl Strawberry, he seems very happy, but the news is always real shit. Well, they like used a current one where his bad days are behind him. He's like, hey, everyone, it's Daryl Strawberry. Remember me? <laughs> Not the stuff I, I did. Was Remember in the me. Simpsons. Remember me. I was in the Simpsons. All right, let's get on to film. Oh, now, holy moly! Why did I watch so many? Now, um, an awfully big adventure. Bad Boys, Don Juan, DeMarco, a goofy movie, Rob Roy, Jury Duty, Stuart Saves His Family, New Jersey Drive, Swimming with Sharks, While You Were Sleeping, Friday, Top Dog, Village of the Dams, Three Ninjas, Knuckle Up, and Wings of Courage. Now, I realized um, this week that I was I really wanted to watch While You Were Sleeping, and I just totally forgot about it. Um, I chose not to because I feel I watched it in the last couple of years, and... So I will be watching sometime uh, this week, and I'll uh, I'll keep my thoughts for uh, next month maybe. Um, uh, I'll just go through what I watched um, quickly. Uh, I tried to watch an awfully big adventure, and I realized that I need to be in a certain mood for post World War Two English uh, theater movies, and I was not in that mood this week. Um, I watched a goofy movie with my kids. I watched Rob Roy. I've seen Swing with the Sharks um, sometime in the last few years. I watched Top Dog, I watched Friday, and I watched Village of the Dam. Uh, almost doubled up on quite a few. Um, okay. Bad Boys, a goofy movie, Rob Roy, Jury Duty, Friday, and Village of the Terrible, Terrible Remake. <laughs> well, let's go through the ones that um, I'll, I'll just uh, touch on. Will you give me, give me your Bad Boys? I guess like, the reason I didn't watch Bad Boys is one, because it's a horrible movie, but two, that um I recently I, I watched it. Well, no, okay. I shouldn't say I watched it. I tried <laughs> to watch it about oh, what a roller coaster last summer, and it's a fucking long movie for what it is for 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 it what is. is essentially a '90s hip hop film clip, like Easy with two, okay, um, because that's what it is. It it just feels like it just feels like um, and you know what makes that worse is it gets straight into it. Yeah. There's no like long twenty minute intro setup like the movie starts. After we're supposed to know what Mike Lowry, who Mike Lowry is. Start. Yeah, we're supposed to know who who these guys are. 
without any like you know there's no there's not one of them sitting in a trailer watching like uh, the Grinch and gonna shoot himself like you know that's what I need I need I my don't <laughs> I don't think they expect you to know who they are because they put it out there so much so often it's everything is so obvious <sighs> like all the interactions uh okay firstly Laura kept calling me out on making fun of it um she said how is this any worse than any other action movie and I guess it's not. I think I just have this Michael Bayism in my head where yeah. every second scene has to be so epic and dramatic and slow motion and the camera has to rise at this angle, at this speed. <laughs> There's so many unnecessary feeling moments. But on the flip side, it is basically Die Hard meets Days of Thunder. A little bit, yeah. There's a lot of fast cars. Yeah, um, it's in Miami. Look, yeah, I was going to say, Miami doesn't get like a lot of play in the action movie scene so you know good one for that um martin lawrence is horrible uh so bad will smith is is passable like i find him like he at least has got some charm to him um yeah i don't know i'm gonna say like in the i think this still holds up if you love this as a kid it's still fun it's still like a good time but watching it now not being overly connected with it as a kid um like will smith obviously would love growing up everyone did but yeah. it just feels so tacky now. Even their little like back and forth, the chemistry doesn't really get me. Like mm. I don't believe that they're buddies. Um, like and they're yeah. little scared of being gay jokes. <laughs> um, there's also the um the little guy from Becca's in it, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Remember him? Which I went. Uh... Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He crops up in a lot of nineties movies. Um, we got the yes, you got your does. Tay Le- you got your in this. Um, Husky voicing her way through another role. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Pantoliano, I've always got time for. Um, I don't know. He's he's fine. He's he's good. Uh, Mark Helen- a, I got. Um, don't forget U.S. Ray Winston. <laughs> yes. I don't um, know what his name was, but basically America's version of Ray Winston. You got some Michael Imperioli in there, probably one of his like earlier films um, before Sopranos comes up. Um, yeah, it's, the, it's... the greatest one of all is a guy called John Sally. He plays the hacker at the end of the film. He is one of the original Detroit Pistons bad boys, which <laughs> really? is pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like the nineteen eighties bad boys team. They got it in for a little cameo, and also at one point. Someone says, I think Martin Lawrence says, have a Coke and a smile. Oh, that's Was a, that Richard, a that's, phrase? That's Richard Pryor. Okay. Yeah. That's so like, that's going to be a thing. It, it's, right? actually, it's actually from Eddie Murphy's Raw um, when he's, <laughs> Eddie Murphy's talking about how he's on the phone to uh, Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby's chastising about his, his um, swearing. So he talks, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm Richard Pryor up. And Richard said, if you're making money, tell Bill to have a cook and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought of Goldmember and like smoking a pancake. Yeah. Is that, no, is I was, just I, an American phrase. I, I used to use cook and a smile and shut the fuck up quite a lot because oh. it's a very funny line. <laughs> this is my first time hearing it. Um, yeah. And like, it's funny because um, for a movie that's got like 3.2 on Letterboxd, every review is pretty bad. <laughs> there's not a yeah. lot of there's not a lot of good ones. Um, so let's 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 move out from Miami and yes. uh, let's move on to uh, let's talk about Rob Roy. Now, I'm glad you watched this because 
I really because you fell asleep. No, no, I really like this movie. I watched. I was oh. like, I was, I was in. Um, I reckon Liam Neeson was great. Um, I know he's yeah. Irish, but he, he did a pretty good um, Scottish accent. Um, did he? His Angelica Houston did not do. <laughs> Is it Angelica? No, it's not Angelica Houston. It's um Jennifer Lang. Yeah, she she did Jessica not Lang. do Jessica Sorry. Lang. Yeah, she did not do a good um, Scottish accent. Um, the only good accent in this film were his two children. <laughs> the only two Scottish cast were their children. Oh man! Um, and it's got now. As I'll talk about William Baldwin being um, one of my all-time least favorite actors, I've got to say that look, <laughs> he's got a punchable face. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Oh. Eric Stoltz annoys me. I don't know why. I'm sorry, Eric Stoltz. It didn't have didn't help that I heard that he was because uh, you know he was going to be the original Mighty McFly, um, but apparently oh. he had a uh, disagreed disagreed with the with the uh, tone or something of the script and got kicked off and then Michael J. Fox like uh, made history. Weird. Um, but yeah, every movie I see him in, I'm like, I don't know about you. Did um, you Tim see Roth. That, um, Tim Roth was expected to get kicked off this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no one really liked the director on this, um, uh, played by, oh, not played by, but Michael Caton Jones, which I've heard from a few people like he's not the easy person to work with. Tim Roth um, plays one of the worst characters you'll ever see in a movie, but he does it so well. He he was up for the Oscar for this. Um, he is having so much fun in this movie, being uh, like just the when he's one of those people that he does something bad, and you're like, oh, that's pretty much the top. They can't can't top that. No. <laughs> He's going to top it again. He is bad in this movie, um, but not his performance. Like his character just, just it's he's, stuck he's with very me. Very good. Yeah. Um, a, cu- a couple of things that he did in the film, I like thought about a couple of days later. I'm like, oh. uh, Brian Cox yeah. is in this. <laughs> Brian Cox arguably um, does one of the most grossest scenes I've seen in a movie for a while. Um, uh, I don't, I'm not going to mention it on the podcast because it's really, really gross. Um, I, and, I know the one. There's yeah, yeah. Uh, John Hurt plays basically like the Lord of. Um, so the the movie's about. Uh, it's all about the Scotland and England in the 1700s. Um, you've got these Highland people who Liam Neeson playing Rob Roy. Um, it's kind of in charge of, um, and he, uh, he needs money. Um, to, he needs to borrow money, so he borrows it from John Hurt, and. What John Hurt does is he is, he actually sends um, Tim Roth to go and like still well he well he he kind of Does he, he doesn't do it but like I think he knows of what's going on but Brian Coxon and 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 Tim Roth go to steal the money and um, for an excuse to basically go after Rob Roy and kill him because um, they're not they're not fond of the uh, the Highlanders. That's what I got. No, from. well, this is uh, as I hear from my mother occasionally that the English were horrible to the Scottish people, um, akin to. Americans and Africans, and I said, I don't think that's fair. No, I don't think um, <laughs> She disagreed, and we don't talk about it anymore. Um, so, Liam Neeson, um, this, the, the, main, the main thing you want to sort of get from this is that um, it's a hard for a woman, I think it would be it's a hard long. watch because yeah. they, they treat women in this movie fucking horribly, and I don't think any woman watching this could get any amount of enjoyment out of it because it's very visceral. Um, there's there's rape scenes. There's um, there's all sorts of connotations and like, it's just it is really really sort of heavy stuff. Um, not there's a lot I, of Highland cows. Though. If you like cows, oh man, if you like cows. cows and, 
I mean, if you like sword fights, there's a sword fight at the end that's been classed as one of the best sword fights ever. Um, when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no lightsaber um, battle, is it? No, no. Um, but like, I can see where they're coming from. But for most of the time, um, Liam Neeson's just like getting his ass kicked, basically. Um, and then kind of, I feel like he cheats. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll let you um, make mm. your own just... Um, yeah, look, I, I really like this. And um, I think this probably would have got a bit more play, but like next month, obviously, we've got um, Braveheart coming out. So you had two Holland <laughs> Scotland movies at the same time. And... Full of people that can't do the accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Also, it... did you catch the sheep sex joke? Yeah. Well, how many? Like, there was many. Well, there's one he's going to go off by himself, and she's like, why don't you take a sheep for company? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, yeah, is this, I, I, is this true to life? Was that Cohen actually said? Probably. Um, I will say with this, one, with, the, with this one, it's like, my wife told me to fuck a sheep to death. <laughs> um, yeah, I I found this. Uh, I, I also watched it in two sections, which is very easy because it is a long movie. Um, but I, I really liked it. Um, it's hmm. it, it, it's not something I'd run to go back to again, but if I saw it out and like you know it was cheap, I'd, I'd probably grab it. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have some rewatch to it. Let's go on to let's go to the other side, the other side of the spectrum. Let's go to the Goofy movie, which uh, my kids were like okay with it. Um, yeah, it's not the best. I thought I loved this as a child. You probably Completely did. Forgot it's a musical. Well, that's the thing is like um, I forgot that too, and then. The thing is, like with Pixar and stuff like um, these days, with, with kids' films, the the songs are like one of the selling points of the movie, and obviously, like put a lot of effort and stuff into them. This movie, like the songs in it, I'm sure at the time, um, kids loved it. But it, even for for the for the content of the movie, it feels like it's about two years behind everything. Like they're sort yeah. of talking the about the power like, line bit is good though. The power line song is good. Yeah, the power line, like, yeah. So if you don't know, you like, it's about Goofy and his son, Max. Um, there's, a, there's a character called Powerline who, like, I think is an obvious um, MC Hammer. Um, but he's like... Slash but he's, Michael Jackson. Slash Michael Jackson. Slash, like, he's more of a rock star in this, too. Um, yeah. And then they go on a cross-country trip and hijinks are had. Pete's in there for some reason. There's, there's a Bigfoot. <laughs> Pete, has a, Pete has a son, but no wife. Um, Goofy has a son, but no wife. <laughs> Hey, single dads, you know, it was a thing. Men are important. Yeah. You know how it is. The more the more we I think about women. it is that it's, I, I think I was wondering whether they're like they're just made in a lab somewhere. Because like goofy, who knows what goofy is anyway? Like is is he a dog? I don't know. He's a dog. Um it's probably for the best because I feel like the writers were like, What are women like? How do we do women characters? How do they speak? I don't know. Let's just not have any. And then we can't fail. It's like, and then Disney the whole writers, thing of Disney writers' room. What are women like? <laughs> What's a woman? <laughs> um, I don't know if you watch Ryan and Shane's watch a thing about like their cartoon crushes or whatever, and they both not. had Roxanne on there. Oh man, yeah. And yeah, Roxanne was also a big one when I was a child. Don't judge me. <laughs> she's barely in it. Yeah, she's in like the first five, maybe ten minutes, and then she's in at the very end. You do not get a lot of Roxanne time. Well, easier to, re- to easier to rewind and fast forward back in those. <laughs> um, she's no um, uh, Jessica Rabbit or uh, what's Bugs Bunny? What's the, one in um, Space Jam? 
Lola. Lola, yeah. They're all they're all very different though. I think Roxanne's appeal was like she was just she was cute and innocent and homely and she was just she's the kind yeah. of girl you'll be friends with in primary school and they're just like the best friend to have around. And you're like, oh, wait, are we girlfriend and boyfriend now? Or is you're just a really great But do you know what's person? interesting? So like I watched this with my seven-year-old and like he watches like quite a lot of different things. This is the first movie that he's watched where I realized that the whole point or well, major points of this movie is about having a crush on a girl and basically that that's the thing that happens and that's the thing that you do. Like, yeah. I think movies these days are kind of like more, let's just be friends and lots of stuff. There's no romantic thing. And like, that's the difference between Disney in the 90s and Disney now. And he had a lot of questions. He had way more questions um, after this one than, than a lot. He's like, you know, he's like, like he learned the word like flirt and crush and lots of stuff. Like, um, and you know, but it's that, that thing of like, during the, during the 90s, they didn't think about that sort of stuff. And it's like, for better or for worse, and probably a lot of times for worse, they probably should have steered clear of like the whole romantic thing for school age children, and just focused on friendship and stuff. So it's like, yeah, not to not to woke up your nineties Disney. Like it's actually um, quite backwards and like to these days to sort of watch that thing because like it's it's solely about like winning this girl's heart. Um, yeah, that's the same with so many kids movies we've been watching, like uh, mm. Blank Check, I think from last year. Mm. Where like a twelve year old falls in love with a thirty year old woman, yeah. Like, and it's like so many times, if the if the boy is a main character, like there has to be a woman involved. Like he has to, you know, find love. But then doing that thing is like you know, and then the, the and then the um the the main takeaway message is like if you if you go if you jump through all these hoops and do all these things that he perceives that he has to do in order to get Roxanne, then she should just fall at your feet. And that's yep. that, that's that that's the sort of like mentality that might have crept into a lot of kids imaginations about how like a relationship works it's like well i did all this stuff for you so now you have to be with me you know what what didn't have any of those horrible things was uh richie rich (laughs) no i will say that yeah (laughs) it was all about being rich had a whole bunch of other things going on there (laughs) um swimming with sharks i don't want i don't want to push on for too long because obviously the the kevin spacey of it all um the the one thing i wanted to do with that is that oh uh, is this the greasy Reesey film no, this is the one where he he is a like a Hollywood. Oh, producer. Kevin Spacey! I thought you said Kevin Smith for some reason. No, um, this is a so Kevin Spacey is a um, Hollywood producer who um, gets uh, Frank Whaley is his assistant and basically treats him like shit. So at what point Frank Whaley uh, breaks into his home and ties him to a chair and basically just tells him all the horrible things that he's made him do. Um, you know, it's. I remember watching this. Like, I used to. I used to really like this film. It's like one of the reasons I really like Spacey. Um, there's one bit in particular where he gives him paper cuts on his tongue, and that bit's uh, quite yeah. quite queasy. Um, uh, just quickly, Top Dog is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen ever. Um, it's Chuck Norris and a dog. Um, uh, oh yeah, you said to watch that, and I didn't. I'm an idiot. It, you know what? It's fine. Like, it's, like no one should watch that. Um, it's one of those ones like I gave it half a star, probably for the dog of it all, because like the dog was pretty good. Um, but I do <laughs> he he has to save like this. I don't know, I, I was in the on the background, I was doing other stuff, but basically like there's like this huge meeting of a bunch of different um religious people, and I'm pretty sure they're 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 referring to the, the, the like a bishop and a Jewish one, and it's like it's kind of like a joke come to life <laughs> that he has oh. to save because there's a right wing militant group 
that um is is out to bomb them. Um, apparently, uh, the it was I think it was shot in Oklahoma, and huh. it was released the weekend of the bombing, and then got pulled. Oh. Because uh, oh. there was actual there's actual footage of Oklahoma, like the building in, involved, you could sort of see it in some of the scenes. So, um, not not that that would have like hurt it. <laughs> That's not the thing that hurt it. <laughs> the, yeah. the awful performance of uh, Chuck Norris is what hurt it. Uh, what did you you also watched um, Judy? Tell me some yes. Give me some Paulie. Um, so Paulie Shaw, of course, from a Goofy movie. Yeah, you, know, you might know him. Yeah. Um, also like. The who's who of '90s bit characters, nice. um, Bill Murray's brother, oh, cool. um, like Noah's Arcade, yeah. Caddyshack, Lampoons. People would know him from some point. Um, the guy from Office Space, the Jump to Conclusions guy, <laughs> nice. He's been around and everything. Um, Stanley Tucci, Pagoda. Stanley Tucci, Tia Carrera, Tira Carrera, Abe Pagoda, Charles Napier, oh Richard T. God. Jones. <laughs> Um, this is amazing. A very, a very brief um, stop in from uh, what's our friend's name? Is it Dukamon? Oh yeah, Rick Rick Dukamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty decent little cast. That's and I an guess amazing just... cast. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, no. Um, I think <laughs> it just goes to show like the rise of Paulie Shaw at the time. Like I th- he was maybe on the down at this point because he'd been doing the same thing for a while and people were maybe getting sick of it i don't know um but yeah it's a pretty cool little cast of which no one gets the limelight um it starts off kind of fun he's trying to be a stripper at the international house of beefcakes mm-hmm. um and then they make a trans joke and then there's like racist takeout jokes okay. um basically it's poorly <laughs> sure uh he gets he gets selected for jury duty he doesn't want to, and then he realizes that he's got nowhere to live. Um, he gets his scam at the hotel where he gets in like a penthouse suite for free, uh, drags the the court case out forever because he doesn't want to leave his penthouse suite. Oh, so it's like, the, he's like it's a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, <laughs> oh, wait, maybe the guy is innocent. And then he finds out that he is innocent. There's a bit of like a, a conjugal visit scene that's quite inappropriate. Um, not the best. Um, uh, one of the reviews on Letterboxd says, 11 Angry Men and a Weasel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath that, does it say, buddy? Buddy. Um, on the poorly meter, um, uh, I'm going to do a, from a one to five. Can you quickly rate the poorlies that you've watched? Because you've been you've been right up there. Like You've done Juju, you've done um, Son-in-Law. Uh, In the Army uh, Now. In the army now, and also um, Encino Man. Yes, like, can, and can Goofy you, Movie. Can, and can you can you rank them? Uh, Encino Man's probably first. Yep. Um, not because of poorly, just because of the film. Okay. Um, this is, I think this is better than In the Army Now. That's for okay. sure. Yeah. Um. You give it two. I did give it two. I think I gave everything this month two because. <laughs> I didn't hate anything. I didn't love everything. What about um, son, son-in-law? You, I think you like son-in-law. son-in-law. Yeah, son-in-law's up there for some reason. Probably Carla <laughs> Gugini sells it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Smalls. Yeah, son-in-law's just a better cast. Oh, it's not a better cast because it's Stanley Tucci. This one's just a bit like that over-the-top, goofy. 
comedy. Yeah. Okay. Where like it's got this weird dumb twist at the end that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> but there is a dog in it, and the dog looks stoned. So that helps. Nice. Um, Tia Carrera isn't overly sexualized, which obviously you know they do at some point, but yeah, for the most part she's quite smart and wearing clothes. But it wasn't the worst thing I've seen of his. Okay. But no, it's not the best. Bring on Biodome. Um, so mm. uh, we've got, let's talk about Friday. Um, so Friday's, uh, I, I do like it myself a day in the life movie. And this one's um, like sort of 24 hours in the life of um, Ice Cube, who I've never seen it. Um, what did you think? Did you like it? I did. Um, it does drag a little bit. Some of the dialogue is not great. No, um, the so it's basically um, Ice Cube plays a character who, um, <laughs> who as, as everyone says through the you know, entire film, got fired on his day off um, because they think that he was stealing. Um, and then uh, Chris Tucker is his friend, um, and they basically just sit at home and smoke weed all day. <laughs> and and it will be it will be is uh, it will be very much um, copied in the next few years. There'll be a bunch of like Friday ripoffs about people who like and like the these and day sequels. in the life movies yeah there'll be sequels too these day in the life movies like were big in the 90s too um and i look i, I said I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of them um you've got the best the best thing ever is his dad um John oh, what he's doing <laughs> he's amazing i would i would watch basically watch the movie just for his dad his dad's bits are just the best it's amazing um you've got uh probably some early performances from um bernie mac um it's look i i regina king's in there as as um as uh ice cube's sister you can't have a black cast and not have regina king she's in everything she's amazing in the mid 90s she's everywhere And uh, so it does get a little bit too serious, not too serious. Like at the end, there's a there's a there's a fight, um, and it kind of I don't know. It it doesn't fit, um, the yeah, like it's all leading somewhere, but like it was kind of very. It's kind of happy go lucky throughout the film. Like it's just a bit goofy. It's then not suddenly that turns into then... then it turns into like Boys in the Hood. And it's like, well, we're a not, little bit. Yeah. We're not dramatically involved in these these characters enough for us to like sort of care about them that much. And it's like they had this fight at the end, and like, yeah, I, I don't think the ending's great. I think it could have um, been a bit, um, bit lighter or a bit more thought out. But you know, whatever. My like, issue with the ending is like, you're gonna wake up at eight thirty on a Saturday and call someone and go hang out when you've just seen them at midnight on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Hey, you're in your twenties. No. You what a people? girl telling me to call them? That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so let's round this all out with uh, Village of the Damned because oh, before that, I, I need to acknowledge that I did not know that by Felicia was from Friday. Oh, okay. I uh, like everyone says it. I had no Felicia, idea that yeah. that they created that. So that that was cool. Uh, so let's let's um let's tap this all off with uh. Our second John Carpenter movie for the year. I didn't realize that he had two coming out because we we just done In the Mouth of Madness. Um, we've got Village of the Damned, uh, which I have to admit I've got like a soft spot for. Like I don't because like of a... the Simpsons. What? Because of the Simpsons. <laughs> but like I well, 
and the thing is, like, I don't like all of John Carpenter's movies. I'm not going to say that he, he just always pumps out brilliance, but like this one, I don't know. For some reason, I think I just watched it enough back in the day that it was just like I had Mark Hamill in it. Uh, it's got, and this is like the last um, uh, major motion picture with Christopher Reeve in it before his accident. Um, if you don't know, it's about a town, a small town, uh, who all of a sudden there's like a, <laughs> it starts off with a fog. <laughs> like going across the landscape it's just um and it looks it looks really bad uh christopher lee christopher reeve leaves town and then comes back to find everyone passed out and then we found out that um a bunch of the women are now pregnant and they all have babies at the same time um one guy is very upset because he was he had been away for six months and his wife is now pregnant his wife um, for a year a year sorry <laughs> and this woman comes up and said the wor- this is the things that annoy me in films when they don't give you any credit for having a brain and there's a big sign that says welcome home Ben and then this lady comes up and says Ben how does it feel to be in Japan for a year and come back and your wife's pregnant <laughs> it's like, how the it's fuck great. do you think it feels <laughs> it's great <laughs> do you know how conception works yeah I spent my, I sent my sperm in a postcard and uh, <laughs> we just got lucky um, so then um, the, the children are born um Kirstie Alley's there. Kirstie Alley's a scientist in this movie. <laughs> um, That's believable. What are you talking about? Kirstie Alley. Smoking. Oh, she is smoking everywhere. She is just smoking, smoking, smoking. Like, I don't know whether so, it was just... So is that guy who kept saying, how the hell are you? Yeah. Really aggressively. Always had a cigarette <laughs> in his hand. Smoking kills, kids. Don't it do does. It. And then, um, yeah, so he's like, this This movie is just weird. Like, yeah, she's in the hospital and she's just like, there's people, there's babies being born and she's smoking. <laughs> I was like, this is 1995. Come on. Um, so the, the the kids are born um, and then they grow up and um, there's one in particular, like, obviously when they're growing up, they've got these like this, this like platinum blonde, like white blonde hair. And you know that they're wigs and that's fine. But when they're babies, there's one that's got like this, like <laughs> this wig and it looks so bad. It's the one that makes the mum put her hands in uh, yeah. boiling yeah. water. Um, who then looks I know, I thought, nothing? I thought that was a cool dude. Who then looks nothing like she does, but like, yeah, it's like they didn't really sort of uh, work out because she kind of looks that, a little bit darker. <laughs> and that kid's a lot older. So, like, the other mum is coming around with her baby to see yes. this lady and her baby. Yes. Those babies are not the same age. No, they're not at all. Yeah. Um, like a ten-year age gap. With so basically, kids. like the the babies are like really, really super smart. Like they're 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 working out how to like spell and stuff like that, um, and also kill their parents. Um, so yeah. one um, with their eyeballs, with their eyeballs. Yeah, so they look at them and they do, and it is like that. Absolutely, like we know we know all your secrets. Um, so I do love the bits where so um, you can't you can't blame you can't accuse this movie of not moving quickly because yeah. The fact that from the point of them being born to the point that they're like a group of like um like killer kids, it's like a good seven minutes, maybe maybe that. Um, speaking of born, do you think Jason Bourne was no? Um, <laughs> do you think the stillborn baby was actually stillborn, or did she run out and like keep it and then kill it? I reckon she. They don't, they don't really tell you that. I reckon she kept it to test on. I don't think it was actually. And then she put it in that big tube, and it looked like a Mulder's friend. Yeah, they 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 borrowed it off the X Files. Yeah, it looks super yeah. like that. 
Um, yeah, no, I think that I I think they pre they probably had a bit more to do with her, but I think they wanted to make her slightly likable. Um, mm. Mark then, was like, "Where'd you go with that baby? <laughs> I saw you go outside with that baby. <laughs> I want to see the baby. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's so dumb in every way." Uh, Mark Hamill's death scene is one of my favorites, though. It's pretty good. Um, you know how long it took me to realize that was him? Yeah, he's not looking very Mark Hamill on this. He's he's good. No. Um, there's a very, very cool... I'll probably put it up on the... Um, it's my, my favorite scene of the movie is when uh, there's a janitor <laughs> that works at the school. Yeah. And the, the kids are there, and he comes in, and he calls them pissants. Pissants. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just start like looking at him, and then one of them he accidentally smacks one of them with the with the with the um with his mop, and then they they mind control him to walk up a ladder backwards, and then jump off, and not just jump off, put his broom in front of him. So when he jumps onto the car, the broom impales him. <laughs> Genius! It's, it's amazing. Look, I would watch it again just for that scene. It's amazing. Um, and you know what? You know, parents like yourself and any other parents listening, these kids aren't watching TV or playing video games, <laughs> and they're still having these murderous thoughts. <laughs> um, so, I do like them. So, and then Christopher Reeve works out that if you just, <laughs> if you just, um, I always thought that he was just dreaming of a brick wall, <laughs> but I suppose it's supposed yeah. to signify that, like, um, and then look, he at the end, like he sacrifices himself. He basically let's let's not get, move on the fact. Christopher Reeve kills eight children in this movie. <laughs> it's funny because at the start, someone says to him, um, "Show the kids how strong you are," like because he's Superman. Mm. And then at the end, he shows them how strong he is. Yeah, and he blows them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, another really good scene is when uh, so they. The, there's a bit. There's a really cool bit where the um, Chris Reeves' daughter, who was one of the, like the the damned, she walks into the room. He's like, "There's going to be some changes." <laughs> she just walks out again, and she's like, "Oh, they basically want to live out in this barn out on the edge of town." Um, and a bunch of cops come because they realize that the, the 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 kids are killing people with their minds. A bunch of cops come, and then they make this one cop basically start killing everyone else and there's this big pile up and that that's like the set pieces in this film are really good it's just that the bits between them are garbage um did it remind you of blues brothers though all those cop cars rolling in oh you could like i mean at least in blues brothers they they made a little bit more of effort to like shoot from different angles so it's not just the same thing over and over like this this is just like oh that color is pretty similar oh okay um so look i look I'm going to have to give it to Village of the Damned. Oh. Rob Roy is a bit too gross for me to say it was the, it was the, um, the movie of the month for me. I think I'm going to have to give it to Village of the Damned just for nostalgia's sake. And like, because like we don't get a lot of, uh, you know, this is going to be the last uh, John Carpenter outing for a bit. So It's the last time we're going to see a bunch of children murdered as well, I think. <laughs> yes. So we need to, we need to like uh, celebrate been this. A long, been a long time since Body Snatchers. Yeah, yeah, just throwing kids out of helicopters and such. Um, uh, another we... upside to Village of the Dam is our good friend Seth Myers is in there as an uncredited cop. Really? Well, now I'm According watching to it. IMDb and what little things I could find on the internet, I can't find him, but he is one of those little ranger men. Is he? Have he? Has he talked about it? I can't find him discussing oh, it. Oh but... no, I've got I've got some work cut out for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to be watching it again then. My my vote is not Village of the Damned. Mm-hmm. Um, I am noticing, I can't remember what it was last season, but there's always like like bastard or bitch. There's always terms that are like overly used that just ruin things for me. Yeah. Um, Bad Boys was bitch. Everyone's a bitch in that oh, film. Yeah, Like at one point, American Ray Winston tries to come on to Tia Leone, but then at the end of it, hitting on it, he says, you blue-eyed bitch. <laughs> um, I think Village of the Dam was saying, like, I feel like they say bastard a lot. Not that these are offensive words, it's just like, it wears thin. It you does, know, yeah. It's yeah. up your language. Um, somewhere with that, I didn't think was ruined, was Friday, which is my film of the month. Ooh. Although, I don't love the male-female dynamic um constantly just leering at women like they have to be tough and macho and women have to be sexy and they're just used for sexy things but and and laughing at little people yeah um (laughs) and the three looks to the camera Mm. Mm. but the dad pooping uh (laughs) and ice cubes pretty good i quite like ice cube i believe i'll be putting the the that up on because man (laughs) it's incredible and also, uh, when, he's yeah, eating, so when he's eating grapes, I had to have my grapes. <laughs> also, he's eating that sandwich and he keeps licking his feet. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. It's fucking amazing. Um, all right, cool. Let's go. Oh, actually, now we go to uh, the thing, my new section that I keep uh, forgetting about. Uh, we have got to do the box office um, numbers. So, American box office, uh, Bad Boys topped the charts for um april followed by tommy boy was still going strong so we've got two boys movies at the start of there Ooh. um a goofy movie rob roy and while you were sleeping um crept into the top five in australia we had star trek generations which is just look even as a star trek fan that's a tough sell <laughs> um, did that come out oh yeah that was like one of those just like um yeah it was very delayed it was in 94 yeah. we talked about it in 94 uh the brady bunch movie and Dumb and Dumber held it for two weeks. So that's from nice. like, so that came out in America in December last year in 94. And we're getting it now. So better late than never. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go on to TV. Now, I don't know whether you are. I know like a lot of people, when I used to be on the radio, we had a lot of people who have, have a lot of fond memories of this. And look, I grew up in a very posh, not posh, but like conservative sort of household that didn't like certain types of TV, reality TV being one of them. So we were not a gladiator's household. Like we, we dad was like, you're not watching that. It's shit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, but I understand that a lot of people did like it. Um, and I know, and I know the basic concept concept of it, sort of thing. Um, were you a gladiator's household? Uh, I can't speak for the entire household, but I was a gladiator child for sure. Right, it was okay. the greatest. Well, um, we have you watched a, it? Uh, have you watched it recently? <laughs> no, I have no no need or wants for that now. <laughs> Although, I think they brought it back, or they tried to bring it back like ten years ago. Sure. And I was like, ooh, gladiators, and then I never watched it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was just like fun. It was like celebrity. It's a knockout, but you know, with just regular people getting bashed by muscle men and muscle women. Yeah, I look. What's I'd, not to like? I hated it. Um, but oh. 
Well, I'm like, okay, it's just the thing of, um, and I'm like that with like a lot of like reality TV. Like I, I just never, um, I think the only one, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but like the only one that I've really watched all, all three was Girls of the Playboy Mansion because me and my wife just got really into that. <laughs> um, um, and uh, no doubt was like a complete fabrication of what life was really like in the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. Um, they were really likable though. You know, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. And also there's... um. One of them was like really into horror, and I think that's why I kept watching it. So yeah, um, but you had uh, male contestants like Commando, Condor, Cougar, um, and also of course Vulcan, um, who would go on to become a uh, a Bond villain's uh, henchman. In also the name of uh, I think it's was it water heaters or like yes. gas systems. Yes. So it was always nice to tell your friends at school that you had Vulcan in the backyard. <laughs> Hilarious joke. I have Vulcan in my, my, my backyard. <laughs> we we fight all the time. He burns me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it's is it tomorrow. Never dies. No. I can't remember what it was. One is. It's, it's the one with the ice the ice um, party at the end. Anyway. Um, then you also had female characters like uh, Blade, Cheetah, Delta, um, Omicron. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, uh, flame and storm, um, and look, I, I, look, I just the coolest cool. names. I mean, not, yeah, can I'm you think gl- of a better name for a gladiator? Again, not gonna yuck any yon's yum, but like it's. But I mean, if there was a gladiator and he was called like Stuart, <laughs> you're like, get yeah, fucked. Stuart's not gonna beat Stuart. me in this challenger. Ready, Stuart, ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck off, yeah. Stuart. Give, give it a go, you know. Um, Your wife's honking the falcon horn in the car park. Go home. But you know, good on them. I mean, like, look, it's it's Australian, um, like Australian made, and like you know, obviously a lot of people. It's like my dad was like very, very against wrestling, and he just like this is just like wrestling. So it is not like wrestling, sir. <laughs> well, you can take on my dad for that. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you batter you. Um, <laughs> We we also had um a show called Funky Squad, uh, which I, it was it was by the whole um Late Show crew, so um like Rob Stitch and all that, and um I, I remember it being um pretty uh like like my brothers and sisters were big fans of that whole sort of crew, um and I don't know any of them. You don't know Rob Stitch and Tim Ferguson. Oh. Uh, not according to their photos currently. When, did, <laughs> well, yeah, when does did... Full Frontal start? I don't want this. Oh, Full Frontal's already been on. It's been on for ages. So, uh, we miss it. Yeah, it was basically just like a parody it? of like the Mod Squad and stuff like that. And just um, yeah. Look, I look I, as as far as like their um their output, like it's not one of my favorite things. Like um, and we we talked about how the Late Show was was good, but also had its fair share of problems with uh blackface and such. Um. But yeah, this one was um was was a bit of fun. You can still catch it, I think, on um YouTube. There's a few episodes and stuff. So if it's not Mario Kerrigan, I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, on um SNL, we had Damon Wayans with uh, Dion Dion Farris, and we had Courtney Cox with Dave Matthews Band. Um, Dave Matthews, a man that in every photograph I've seen him is not smiling. He looks like he's just not a fart. Um. And... Can't be mean to him. He was on one of the best episodes of House. Okay. Yep. Did he have lupus? That's all. 
no, he had a <laughs> brain defect. Yeah, I think you know what? I think we've done this before, and then I felt bad yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. I also uh I saw him on the street in San Francisco once and I messaged my friend Adam saying like I saw Dave Matthews and he's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does he pooping? Uh no, he was just standing. Have you heard about the whole you've heard about the whole poop thing? Everybody does it. What's the problem? No, no. Like his tour bus emptied their poop storage out over the over a bridge in I think Michigan. And there's actually oh. it's actually marked there's actually a plaque now saying this is a spot where Dave Matthews tour bus ditched their poop over the side of this bridge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, every week we do a uh, se- uh, segment called We Didn't Guess the Name where my esteemed colleague, um, Benjamin, tries to read the all the guests that were on Late Night with Conan O'Brien because we're huge Conan O'Brien fans here. Um, he does this to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire by our Lord and Saviour and Rainforest Warrior, Billy Joel. <laughs> um, <laughs> just out there in like a grass skirt, just like... <laughs> In, in Carnegie Hall, yes, <laughs> away from any rainforest. Bree, yeah, Bree has like rainforest engraved piano. <laughs> um, Imagine the rider of all those old white men. Uh, so many dead animals. A lot of tums. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, just um, <clears throat> three, two, one, go. Mimi Rogers, Brian Darrell, Mari, Margaret Cho, Michael McLaren, John, Ridley, Charles Grodin, Faith Ford, James O'Reilly, Chris Farley, Tony Collette, Scott Thompson, Eric Stoltz, Maria Conchita, Alonso, David, no, Keith Carrera, Mike Lapika, and Nancy Sinatra, Craig Shefford, David Spade, Karen Alexander, and Ella Cool J, Lila Kenzie, Robert Passarell, Eleanor Mondale, Deborah Novel, Rich Hall, Jack Cohen, Don Novella as Father Gudea Santiago, Victoria Jackson, Susan Lucci, John Lithgow, hey. Ice Cube, and David Shavit, Gaddick Guru, Andy Parr, <laughs> Ben and Taylor, and Larry Holmes, Malcolm Jamal, Warner Sam, Elliot, Bruce McLaughlin, Ivana Trump, John Leguizamo, David Copperfield, Jill Gooder, Tony Randall, Al Franken. Oh, that was it. Oh, every time. I never look ahead. 49 seconds. Um, sorry, that was Gadget Guru, Andy Parr. <laughs> and everyone else that I made I'll, a mockery uh, of. I'll make sure I put out a, um apology to him. <laughs> Thank you. And he'll get a Google alert and he'll like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, our, our other friends, Morphine, musical guests. Remember Ooh, them? Yeah, they, yeah. Like some Morphine. Juliana Hatfield was on. Hey. Um, and the Smithereens. Ooh, nice. Amongst uh, other things that I've never heard of. We uh, okay. Let's get on to music. Now, there's a couple of things. Oh, not a couple of things, but as, as we realized that uh, our mutual one of our favorite bands, Pearl Jam, was actually touring the country, uh, Australia, in ninth in uh, March. So you wanted to make comment of that. Yes, because uh, I'm a terrible Pearl Jam fanboy if I don't acknowledge anything that they do at every single moment that I can. Um, so I obviously my, wasn't there. My friends went, child. sat outside Memorial Drive and listened to it. Um, they were nice. out on the banks of the. Um, my brother went there and told me everything about it. Um, uh, a few things I know from this tour: um, they did a live for the wireless of Triple J of their Melbourne concert, and it's quite famous now. I believe in Pearl Jam circles, it's like one of the better concerts, better 
recorded concert at that time because it was a time where like they weren't releasing their entire legs of tours on annoying brown paper sleeves um cardboard sleeves so this was quite a thing and then um I remember listening to that and tuning in and, and taping it and then like nearly wearing out that tape because, you know, this is like Pearl Jam Live. It's probably the, the closest thing I'm going to get to it for a while. Uh, There's also was... a good little uh, docker going around. I don't know if it's on YouTube anymore. They probably got rid of it. Um, but they did like a an Asian kind of Australian tour docker. Yeah, in I remember 95. when we watched that. Yeah, because like they... Yeah. they, 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 they what was the reasons for not releasing it? Because they it was basically going to be like know. touring touring band, basically, and then yeah, you see a lot I of it they... on um, PJ Twenty. Like, have you ever seen in PJ Twenty where he's got the Godzilla head? Um, yeah, and he's out in the water. Out in the water, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what they didn't like about it exactly. Um, I'm sure Paul will message uh, British Paul will message me this week um, and say, as if you didn't know this. Well. Uh, also, uh, there was problems with security in Sydney. Um, I think there were like some bunch of people like stormed the fences um, and like tried to get in for free. And also, apparently, the security was pretty heavy-handed the night in Melbourne before they because Eddie has like a long speech that's quite famous on. Pilgrim oh, Earth's this is out. the the NW speech. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, they were apparently telling people to sit down. Um. Like, the, the, yeah, the, like the, there was no seating, but like apparently security was like making sure everyone sat down. If they didn't sit down, I think they were kicking him out um, for for whatever reason. They were, they were very heavy handed and, and um, Belgium made them change companies. Um, so, yeah. I guess uh, I might get it for, for the YouTube, although it probably goes for a long time when he has like a list of things that start with NW. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so it's pretty funny. Uh, in um, I'm not playing it again, but in America in, in Australia for the RA charts, the number one song was Here's Johnny by Hocus Pocus, but I'm not playing it again because it's it will just drill into my ear. And um, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan was on was on the Billboard charts for the entire month, which uh, I've got to say, I don't know about you, but I think we needed because there's nothing happening for me. Oh man. Okay, so let's go into like the releases. A, a little, a little bit. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of um, albums before they become famous, um, and not for always for good reasons, but like yeah. So we got Guided by Voices, probably like one of their. Um, this album um, was one of their more uh, popular ones. It's um, Alien Lanes. So it's got the song um, Game of Pricks on there, uh, which is uh, uh, often cited as one of their best songs. We've got Sugar Ray. <laughs> Sugar Ray. No, thank you. What? No, no, thank you. <laughs> every this is not morning, what I thought he was. Every morning. <laughs> yeah, if it was that song, that's fine. These are all terrible. That's not fine. They were like a full on. They were like a punk band. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, as, as, uh, I remember um, one time when I was watching Rage, like one of their clips came on, and I was just like, oh, because um. There's a song before every 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 morning that they did, and I'm like, that's not Sugar Ray. That's that's not Sugar Ray. Um, we've got um, <laughs> we've got this one. She loves the rhythm, Corona. There, um, Corona. <laughs> Shout out. Um, this is the this is this is how we do it by Montel Jordan. 
You know what? I fucking love that song. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. We've got the Danny Warhols. Um, yeah, that's not bad. I don't know, I man. I don't know. There's something about them. There's something about the Danny Warhols that just doesn't click with mm. me. No, that's I've fair. got a feeling that they won't be nice people. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, we've got uh, Future Destroyer, the Halloween franchise, uh, Rob Zombie. Good song, though. Pretty good. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good intro. Uh, one again, once again, like the video for this one was like quite, um, it was on a lot. It was like that and um, that song Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> Those two sort of like were on quite a lot um, during the nineties um, in, in these compilations, but alternative sort of stuff. Uh, we had um, "Wet Wet Wet" um, officially released in the album that had like "Lovers All Around" from Four Weddings and Funeral, but that got released as a single. So um, we also we had a new one from the Muffs, which I really like. This one, um, yeah, I was, got a lot of time for the Muffs. In a month, um, just full of shit. That was a nice patch of grass. Now we also got pavement. Your your friends. Um, nope. <laughs> um, again, like I saw um, in recently uh, a couple of I think last month in New York, there was a bunch of really good bands like all doing a pavement cover show. <laughs> it, was, it was um. Everyone just came out and did cut your hair. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had another, another band called Flying Saucer Attack, which is like sort of ambient stuff. Um, Excuse Seventeen. Um, Aphex Twin, who released like a lot of um, EPs. Um, I'm not a big fan of them. <laughs> um, you know, it's a big deal that came. Uh, the beginning of Sixpence None the Richer. Remember yeah. that? Oh, I like that. I like that band. Yeah. Apparently, they just released a new album. Ah. And then we also had, um, rounding off, we had uh, the uh, punk band um, Tilt. Um, they, this was pretty good. Man, that punk rock bass, that tinny, yeah. tinny, trivially Trump punk rock bass is just amazing. Um, Till was good, yeah. Um, I think this might have been before their Fat Records days. It might have been on Honest Ons, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's our uh, <laughs> that's our music for the month. Um, after a, a huge month for uh, March, Anything, anything was going to look um, <laughs> was going to yeah, look, look bad. You, you can't have it all. We had a lot of films, um, yes. that were also not very good, um, and the albums kind of kept the tone going. Mm. Although, uh, I'm going to shoot pretty early and, and just say the Muffs was my album, kind of by default. Like I liked it, but like I said, in a, a field full of shit. It was just the only bit of <laughs> grass that I could stand on. Um, that. And um, my song is Libel by Tilt because it's so fucking good. I am going to... I don't want to double up. I was going to say the Muffs as well. Um, I figured you would because what else would it be? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for the Muffs as well. Um, but also my song is um, This Is How We Do It by Montel Joy. <laughs> um, because, man, that's, that's, some, that's some good stuff right there. Um, play us out, Montel. So that's it. That's um. So we've got um. For you, we've got a uh, yeah, Muffs Tilt and um, Friday. And for me, it's Village of the Damned, Montel Jordan, and the Muffs as well. So, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, it's Living in the Past at 
livingthepastpod at gmail.com. I made that same mistake every single time. Uh, you can get check us out on Instagram at Living the Past. Uh, check out our other podcast. Do you think I'm spooky? Uh, that's where we're on a, a season break at the moment, but we'll coming back probably probably early next year. Um, we never know. Yeah, yeah but probably uh, probably early next yeah. year. Yeah, I'm very keen to get into season three. So we'll be back when we feel like it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's good times. Uh, we've got some stuff coming up. We've got um, we've got our watch along coming up. We've got a Batman special with a with hopefully a special guest for that one. Um, yeah, it's gonna be just stick speed. around because it gets better. This was this is our February, I think. <laughs> this is our January or February from other years in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, hit a bit it's later, it. but you know we got through it. They really do say this is how we do it a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, uh, we'll see you all later. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.